Nicholas. You are very welcome to Dan and Dara on Dublin South FM. I am Dara McNicholas. And tonight I am joined by Kellyanne Evans uh, of the world-renowned podcast What We Saw from the Cheap Seats. And I'm delighted to say that she has brought the other half of the Cape to duo with her tonight um, and her little brother Ross. Hi Dara, how are Hi, you? Hi Dara, thanks so much for having us on. I know, super to have you lads, uh, absolutely no question about it. Um, I'm delighted that you're here um, because as I know we discussed before, I can't talk to myself. <laughs> I find it very irritating. Um, you can talk to us tonight. Yeah, yeah talk to Joe. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're definitely going to do that. So, uh, lots to get through tonight. Um, you're going to, we're going to play to your strengths, okay? And right. I'm going to referee. Okay. All right, that's the plan. So, it's going to be lots and lots of movies. Yes. And television. Um, and all that wonderful stuff. Um, and then I can just sit here and press buttons and get things reasonably right. Perfect. And, okay. and, and everything will be good. So, you've got a lot of stuff to get through tonight. Um Oh, yeah. Where are we going? Sorry, there's going to be TV, there's going to be new releases, upcoming flops, which I think, yeah, I, I don't yeah. know, I'm not going to get it the whole Rotten Tomatoes thing. Um, the Venice Film Festival, very highbrow stuff. Disney, very lowbrow stuff. <laughs> and their whole D23, I just, yeah, when you said that to me, Kelly, I was just a bit kind of, what? Yeah, we'll D23, tell you about that later. Kind of, yeah, it's kind of all oh, very cool, yeah? Oh, you're down with the kids. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we're going to see what she, or we're going to hear what she actually saw from the cheap seats. Oh, I like that. Well, yeah. that uh, spoiled the podcast. Let's uh, yeah, listen well, every week. Well, you know, let's out. not do any spoilers then of your podcast. Uh, which actually, can you tell people where you find your podcast? Yeah. Um, do you want to go? You go. Yeah. Well, we're we're available most of the places you you can find your podcasts. We're on Spotify, Anchor, um, a few of the others. Castbox. We're on Castbox, yeah. If you go, we have a Twitter at what we saw pod, and we have the anchor link in the bio. So that's probably your best bet to find out where you can listen. Okay, that's great. Yeah, because that's important. I think, and I, I, I personally think people should go and listen to you. Oh, um, that's you. just me because yeah. I really do enjoy it. Um, and I've said to you before, like you're just your knowledge is frighteningly <laughs> lots of it. Good. People should be scared. Yeah, no, yeah. they should because you know stuff effect. that you know stuff that. It's just, well, I, you know, I, like, where, do, where does all the other information go that you need to know, like walking and stuff and how to climb stairs? Oh, well, it's all things fall out. Not that, yeah, yeah. yeah. All we know is movies. That's yeah. literally it. I mean, we were pushing the pull doors to get in, so... <laughs> I wish Julie, that was a joke. That was Julie Noted. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used, in, I used to work in a restaurant when I was younger, um, and I was, I was a chef, and we had a running joke that when we were hiring people, if they couldn't get through the door, yeah. they didn't get a job, no matter how good they were. That's, that's a good metric, I think, yeah. for employment, yeah. But you know, it, it kind of is, actually, because, uh, you know, you, if you can't make it through the front door, yeah. oh, boys, uh, you know, you haven't hope of going anywhere at all, really, actually. Um, so we're going to have a load of music, actually, and you've actually picked some uh, cracking tunes tonight, and there will be the, the, the standard sort of, um, why did you pick that sort of questions and answers, so you better have a good story. Okay. Um, because as I, I believe music is, is like there's reasons for it. you know if you're going to sit down and pick a song you've only got so many songs that you can pick you, you have to go what well, this is why yeah okay and it's not just oh because I, I just like it <laughs> not accepting that okay perfect yeah but short answers as well okay concise not really sort of uh, things so we're going to have uh, the avalanches the yeah yeah yeahs um, the beach boys which I quite like actually um uh 
Yeah, uh, Neve Dunphy won't be joining us tonight uh, with the gig ability. Uh, she'll be back next week. I think she's got some really good stuff coming up this week, so she'll have lots to talk about. But Kelly, tell us, what have we got coming up first? Up first, Dara, we have Striking by Francis and the Lights here at Dublin South FM. So Kelly, tell us, where'd that come from? That came from my youth um, when I was all angsty and I found that song and I really enjoyed it and I came on Shuffle the other day and I was reminded of it. So I thought that I'd share it because I don't think that it's known enough. Yeah, it's like... Um... Yeah, they're, they're, how long are they around? But that song came out in 2007, so they're, right. they're around a good while, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, it, it sounds like an awful lot of different things. Yeah, <laughs> I'd say a lot of things were influenced by it. Yeah. And then they were probably influenced and I, by I, I, I could say some of them, but I know I'm going to get them wrong, and I'm not going to, you know, if I want to sound stupid, it's okay, I'll talk to my kids. <laughs> um, and they'll just tell me how stupid I am, but I'm not going to do it on the airwaves. But there's so <laughs> many things in there that I was kind of going, that's a bit of, oh, and, and thingamajig. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I won't say them either because I'll probably get them wrong too. But yeah, yeah, yeah no, there exactly. is a lot of influence. Do you know what we do? Oh, no. <laughs> we stick to the movies. Yes. Yeah. Right, <laughs> let's get back on firm ground. And absolutely, you are listening to Dan and Darren Dubbins out of FM. I am Darren McNicholas and I am joined by... Kellyanne Evans. And Ross Evans. Why aren't you Ross Ann Evans? I don't know. She took the Anne. There wasn't enough Anne left over. There can oh. only be one Anne yeah. in the family. Okay. Yeah. So It's kind of a rule, yeah. Fair I mean, enough. Ross Ann. I think Ross Ann yeah. Evans will be... I think, yeah, yeah. I think it suits. I could be my stage name. <gasps> Ross you know? Evans. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Be the Ann Evans siblings. <laughs> oh, yeah. there's a whole other podcast about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of got Menendez brothers written all over it. <laughs> uh, sort of. Not that I've ever no idea what that is, but I don't know to recommend anybody goes out and does that either. But, okay. So, right, listen, let's talk, listen, because, yeah, uh, Steven Spielberg's got something in the in the oven, hasn't he? Oh, yes, he does. Uh, this is The Fablemans, which is a, kind of an autobiographical film. It's about um, his childhood. It's about the influence of his family and, I think, how they inspired him to start making movies. And, um, and yeah, it uh, just premiered at the Toronto Film Festival yesterday. It's the first film of Spielberg's that's played that festival. And it's his second film in the last 12 months after West Side Story came out last December. And, um, yeah, can't have too much Spielberg. Uh, I think the trailer for this looks wonderful. Yeah, this is pretty fresh because the trailer only dropped yesterday. Um, So this is hot off the presses. And um, I'm not sure when it's going to be in cinemas here because it says, when's Thanksgiving? Um, That's mid-November. I think it's going to be here late January. I don't quote me on this, but the 27th of January is in my head, but it's coming out here next year, anyway. Yeah. It stars uh, Michelle Williams, Paul Dano, and Seth Rogen surprised me. He's taking on serious roles lately, because he was in uh, Pam and Tommy, which came out on Disney Plus earlier in the year. Yeah. And I always just associate him with comedy, but he can actually, he's actually a pretty good serious actor as well. Also stars uh, David Lynch. Uh, creator of Twin Peaks and Mulholland Drive. Of course you'd notice that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the only reason I've got to watch it. Nerd honest. alert. Nerd alert. Yeah, the nerds are in tonight, Darren. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, boy, I'll just sit here. I'll be fine. Stop me before this becomes the Twin Peaks podcast. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, talk about yourselves. I'm just going to go close the window here, okay? Okay, perfect. Okay. Um, and then we have, is there anything else you want to say about Spielberg? We'll move on to the next one. Um, no, not really. I, I just think this looks pretty excellent. I've watched this trailer so many times already. Yeah, there's and, n- yeah. 
just looks wonderful. Yeah, there's not a lot that we can say about it because it literally just came out yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So well, reactions are pretty good. The festival reactions to it—it's getting some great reviews. No. Uh, turns out that Steven Spielberg fella is pretty good at making movies. Yeah, I think he's going places. He wasn't always though. Oh, that's true. We might get into that with this movie. His yeah. his origin. Mm. It's very bad. What was that one? Uh, the one where he's chased by the truck. Duel. You don't like Duel. I do. I but love that Dill. one. Is rotten with stuff. Uh, it's not, well, it's very much a first movie. Oh no, it is. Uh, yeah, it's, it's rough, but it's good. Yeah, I know, but there's like there's all these bloopers in it. <laughs> yeah, that are astonishing. And some really weird soundtrack choices, like the sound effects. I remember being quite. They don't really fit with what's going on. Like I think is it uh, when the truck is spoilers going over a cliff at the end? There's like a. Is it a sample of sort of like a creature roaring or something? <laughs> oh no, that's supposed to be the truck dying. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm okay with that. Are you? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that because it's, it's a beast. My know? thing, if you're doing the living truck thing, that should be the plot of the film, right? Lead with that. Don't be like plot twist. The truck was alive. Yeah, I know, but then it's kind of like most of Stephen King's no- movies are all kind yeah. of. It's a great idea, but how are we going to finish it? I just have no <laughs> yeah. idea. Uh, kill the clown. They're great <laughs> short stories, only Spoiler they're like 900 it. pages long. Yeah, is yeah. <laughs> how I feel about Stephen King. I love no, I love Stephen King. Same, I will, absolutely. I just love his books. I just mm. don't I will... think they've ever made a decent movie. Ah, yeah. uh, Carrie's good. Uh, Carrie's okay, but yeah. when the Stand mini season came out, series came out, I didn't last year, that. two years ago. Yeah. Like that, I was like, oh, yeah. Because Stan is my favourite book. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I absolutely love it. And I was kind of going, oh, because there was a, a series, mini series of four. Yes, there was. And it was yeah. shocking. <laughs> um, and this one, I was kind of going, started out really well, but it's like they kind of got to the end and went, uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's just, yeah. just, just get the nuke in now and kill everybody. <laughs> and that's, you know, it was kind of, yeah. So I just, no, I don't. And oh, hey, okay, come here. What's this glass onion? Oh yeah, so the the full title of this is Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery and this is the sequel to Ryan Johnson's Knives Out which, when did that come out, Ross? Uh, 2019 2019, so this is, they're kind of doing like so Benoit Blanc, which is, well, Blanc probably was uh, Daniel Craig's character and I feel like they're kind of going like a, doing a bit of a Poirot route with him yeah. so this is him again, this is a, a totally new uh, cast uh, this is written and directed by Ryan Johnson. Um, there's no release date on it yet, but it did premiere at TIFF. Um, I think, I don't know, I think they are releasing this in some cinemas, but I believe it's Netflix. December in Netflix. Right. Sometime around Christmas, probably 22nd, 23rd. Excuse me, excuse me, sorry, I have a question. What's TIFF? Yeah. Uh, the Toronto International Film Festival. Thank you very yeah. much, just for us in the there slow seats. Sorry. <laughs> well, we saw us in the slow seats. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh-huh. So, <laughs> to get, so TIFF is the Toronto International Film Festival. Uh, that's on at the moment. But, um, yeah, this is... Because when I looked at the trailer earlier, I was trying to find the dates just so, you know, we can, we can tell people when these films are coming out. But this just seems to be Netflix and it's just like coming soon. Mm. So I, I wasn't able to find anything. You, I, you probably were, though. Yeah, th- again, I think it's late December. I'm, I'm not 100%. They might have put out a date. Um, IMDb is usually kind of good for this kind of stuff, so mm. I'll check that later. But at any rate, uh, end of the year, very excited. Yeah. Knives Out was absolutely excellent. So. Yeah. Star sort of cast again. Oh, yeah. Very exciting. I'm excited to see Janelle Monet act, actually. She's yes. going to be in this one. Who's she? She's a singer. Oh. Yeah. yeah. She's a pop singer. I don't, I don't know how, how oh. well-versed you pop are in modern... Pop hop No, pop. Uh, pop. Not hippity hop. No, no, just no, no. pop. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Name <laughs> that pop. tune. What, what did she sing? 
Oh, um, I don't know if you, you probably wouldn't know them. Got a very good song called Make Me Feel. <gasps> yeah. Never heard of it. That's very good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, would, I would recommend uh, changing that. Okay, it's a very, very I should, good get, on, I should yeah. get on to my, my young folk at home and uh, yeah. add it to something and uh, make sure that I am. <laughs> we can't play any of her songs on the radio, that's the only thing. Yeah, why not? So sorry, but be, because... Uh, explicit. Yeah. Oh, no, oh, does yeah. she talk about stuff? She does. She talks about a lot blue of stuff. things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, very dirty. A lot of stuff and things that oh, we can't yeah. talk about on the no, radio. Not before the watershed. God. No. Yeah. Maybe not after it either, maybe. <laughs> <No. after. laughs> maybe not. Hmm. <laughs> What's Colin Farrell up to? Um, Colin Farrell is up to winning Best Actor at Venice for The Banshees of Inisherin, the new movie from Martin McDonough, director of In Bruges, Seven Psychopaths, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. And now this is sort of strange, kind of comedy, dark comedy, set in uh, rural Ireland, the West somewhere, at the end of the Civil War. And uh, it's about a man, played by Colin Farrell, whose best friend, played by Brendan Gleeson, stops talking to him mysteriously one day. And he doesn't know why. No one seems to really understand it. But the longer it goes on, the more there's kind of sinister implications to it. The trailer was quite funny, but also hinted at maybe some maybe some darkness, maybe some dark connotations to this kind of, f- not fun, but light premise. I have to be honest, I watched the trailer and it looked a bit whingy. I feel right. like I'll have to watch the film because I was going, God, they're a bit whingy, aren't they? Like, I, I'm sure there's more to it than that, but it just seemed very like, why aren't you talking to me anymore? You were my best mate. Why, why are you doing them? They're just, okay. So I don't know. That, oh, that's what I felt personally. <laughs> but I will know. I'm definitely going to check it out because I feel like there is... 100% more to it than <laughs> yeah. that. Uh-huh. The trailer didn't do it justice, in my opinion. I, I quite like that trailer. I think it, it showed off, you know, kind of the thing you want from a Martin McDonough film, which is snappy, very kind of sharp dialogue, a lot of dark comedy, dark mm. humour. Um, I've really, really loved everything he's done so far. I know Three Billboards was a bit divisive, maybe, for some. Yeah, I, I really liked that. I really liked that too, and... Um, you know, Colin Farrell winning Best Actor at Venice for this is a... Yeah, that's a really, really good sign, I think. And uh, I'm, I'm in. I'm down for this. So what else has gone on in the Venice Film Festival? Um, a whole load of drama. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, surrounding um, Don't Worry, Darling. Yeah. Um, mostly kind of gossipy <gasps> stuff. Oh, yeah. But um, could <laughs> oh, fill a podcast in itself. Intrigued. I love a bit of gossip. <laughs> it's very, but it's changing the direction of this show. It's uh, very much a gossip show now. But uh, <laughs> well, so I ba- mean, there's, there's always room for gossip. Oh yeah, uh, chats and stories and who we, said what to who and why. We well, don't have enough time. In, in this case, it's who spat on who because uh, <laughs> the big topic of the week was uh, Harry Styles, who's in the film. Spat on, well, spat Mayor, on. did he spit or did he not spit on uh, Chris Pine, who's oh, also okay. in the film? I've seen that somewhere. Yeah, yes. okay. it was a big. Big topic, you know, people like obsessively analysing the footage. Right. And it's yeah. kind of, you know, there's a lot of other drama around this film. You know, um, the director, Olivia Wilde, who's also in it, um, has had a falling out with Florence Pugh, the star, who's not turning up for any of the press for the film. Oh. She was at the festival premiere, but she's kind of dropped out of it. There's a whole, um, there's a whole drama about uh, Shia LaBeouf, kind of disgraced actor, who had to drop out of it because, you know, he was up to some some very bad things. But, um, yeah, and this kind of very big 
media frenzy around this movie now, which, you know, the fact that it's also getting kind of middling reviews yeah. while all this is going on, it's basically just a hot topic for discussion anyway, you slice it. Um, yeah. I, I think it looks fine. It comes out later this month, so. It's a lot more sinister looking than I thought mm. it was going to be. Very Stepford Wives. Yeah. It, it It's intriguing, you know, yeah. for sure. But yeah, I, I think because like, Florence Pugh, she she did turn up at the premiere and she turned up while the press conference was on, like wh- while it was on, and she Olivia Wilde was you know going on like oh Florence is filming whatever, and then she turns up in the middle of it with an apparel spritz, <laughs> just strolling along at Venice. So that that's kind of that's kind of where that's at. Um, that comes out in cinemas in the twenty third of September. Yep. Um, so that has a theatrical release. And then we have The Whale as the last one. Yeah, which um, is another film that's generating probably a a more sort of positive buzz online because this is the grand return of Brendan Fraser. Yep. Right, where has he been? Uh, so he has been blacklisted for the last few years. Killed too many mummies? <laughs> the mummy community really isn't happy. I bet they're not. Well, they're very everywhere. happy now because <laughs> he's back. Oh, yeah. Well, his return has been met yeah. with a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of uh, warmth. People are really happy because he, um, he has come out a few years ago as a victim of sexual harassment and the producer that, you know, harassed him. Uh, had him blacklisted and stopped him from getting roles. So now this is his big return to acting. It's the new film from Darren Aronofsky, who made films like Black Swan, The Wrestler, Requiem for a Dream. Um, Noah. <laughs> Noah. <laughs> um, it's the last one that I saw, and I just don't know. Yeah. I'll never be able to unsee it. And I still don't know what happened. I tried to forget years. it. It sank. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, uh, Brendan Fraser... Just won Best Actor at uh, uh, TIFF yeah. last night, I think. And he is um, playing a kind of heavily overweight man who's kind of trying to reconnect with his estranged teenage daughter. Yeah. There's not a lot about this film, uh, actually. There's not even a trailer, really, or anything. So it's kind of hard to pinpoint exactly what this film is. But that's kind of the gist of it. Uh, Sadie Sink is starring in it as well. And at the premiere at Venice, Brendan Fraser got a six-minute standing ovation at the end of the film. Wow. Yeah, he was brought back in because he tried to leave the theatre, but everybody just stood up, so he came back and he was, he got very emotional. So, yeah, it's, it's been a very wholesome return, I think, for Brendan Fraser. Oh, yeah, long overdue, I'd yeah. say. Very happy to see him back. Excellent. And there's no day for that, I don't think. I tried to find one. No, there's very little on it, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Except that it's very, very good. Yeah. So, very exciting. Okay, great. Listen, we're going to come back to this now in a minute. I'm going to play a little bit of music. We're going to have a little bit of uh, Fed Morrison. and um... Broadcasting to South Dublin on 93.9. This is Dublin South FM. You are listening to Dan and Dara on Dublin South FM. I am Dara McNicholas and I am joined tonight by Kellyanne Evans. And Hello. our little brother, <laughs> Ross Evans. Hello. From the amazing podcast, What We Saw From The Cheap Seats. So Ross. Yes. Hello. What about Ross? Uh, what about Ross? What about Ross? Yeah. What about you Ross? Know, That's I, the I question on everyone's lips. I know you're for, uh, <laughs> sort of um, studying sort of drama and yeah. film studies and, and all those kind of things over in UCD. Yes, I am. Final year? Uh, yeah, yeah. Final year. Yeah? 
yeah, mm-hmm. feeling good. Yeah. I am, yeah, I'm feeling good about it, yeah. Confident. Oh, it's oh, yeah. oh, a good word. Wow. Strong. Wow. <laughs> yeah. when, are you, when are you heading back? Uh, I am heading back uh, later this week. Right, and you're still confident? Yeah. <laughs> Dissertation? Uh, yes, yes I am. Okay, and yeah. on? Um, hopefully, I um, need to iron out the specifics, but about uh, horror movies it's going to be. Okay. Yeah, um, probably hoping to do uh, specifically about vampires in 21st century films. Oh, put in Salem's Lot then, please. <laughs> we were talking about Stephen King earlier yeah. on. This is that true. Was, and for me, it was the scariest movie I'd ever seen when I was younger. Well, if until, that's the... Oh. Until Hello. the vampire turned up. Yes. And then suddenly it was like, oh, come on. Oh, no, that show the vampire outside the window no. is quite scary, though. Yeah, I Do know, you know? But no, but just he just kind of pops up and it's like, oh, that's the worst <sighs> sort of makeup I've ever seen. Yeah, I don't know. But, um, no, I, I like that. I kind of, I think there's something kind of creepy about kind of shoddy monsters sometimes. No. Really? No, there's no. not. No, because, no. and I know we're, we're going to be possibly talking about Disney and stuff like that, yeah. but we will get yeah. to The Mandalorian. Real scary And we will stuff. get to season two. Yes. And we will get to some of the, the, the sort of, uh, I wouldn't say makeup, but the uh, costumes of the aliens. You know the blue guy in the band who sits inside in the, in the uh, cantina playing whatever, he's got the big long snout? Yes. Yeah. If you look at him, My he, main like he, role he model looks like... In life. He looks like he's wearing a blue blue puffer jacket. And you're kind of going, seriously, that you could have done so much yeah. better. Which is a shame because it's quite warm up on uh, Tatooine, I think. Uh, you won't need the puffer jacket, yeah, I wouldn't say. True. Yeah, possibly not with a snout like that anyway. <laughs> you know, in fairness, because he'd smell and he'd be able to smell himself even yeah. kind of probably twice as badly. Yeah. But yeah, I'd imagine so. Yeah, Ross, come on, you pick yeah. the song. What have you got for us? So, my first song is... Uh, one of my favourites. This is Because I'm Me by The Avalanches. It must be said, Ross, not the most uh, sort of radio-friendly song in the world ever. I know, but when it gets... Go- I know it's a slow lead-in, but when it gets going, oh, man. Yeah, I know there's probably people out there, well, two of them at least, uh, <laughs> that just think their radio's going, hey, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> you smack at the top of it. Yeah, absolutely, maybe the side Look, of it. I, I like to get in people's heads with my song choices. Psych them out. Okay, so why that? Uh, why that? So like Kelly, I have gone with a favourite song from my uh, misspent youth. Um, this was, because I really, really love the Avalanches. I think this was their first single in like 16 years or something. And I remember when this came out and just being like absolutely obsessed with it. I've listened to this song a lot. And I think why I picked it is no matter how many times I hear it, it always just puts me in a good mood. I think it reminds me, you know, of just being young and happy and, and carefree and I, and I think when you've got a song like that that never loses its luster that's a that, that's a really good thing so I like getting it out there and also you don't hear the avalanches a lot so I want to get them on people's radars no we don't get no snow <laughs> well um I love it you, you said during a, you know when the other song was playing there the avalanches are coming and you know did, does that mean we need to get to higher ground? We that are. was my well, question. There's not much higher than this, really. This we're, is true. We're, we're coming safe. To you live, we're up pretty high. Uh, <laughs> coming to you live from Level 5 in the Dundrum Shopping Centre. That was smooth. Uh, that was very really smooth. <laughs> not at all. Okay, yeah. let's get back to safer ground. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. More, more firm footings. <laughs> Let us talk about what we saw from the cheap seats. Okay. Uh, well, it's intro music. 
Oh. We don't have any, but we our should have. Our intro, oh. <laughs> Actually, it's yes. Let's have that for next week, yeah. please. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you the intro yeah, music for next week. Yeah, and then we can just play that. And we and won't need to explain why we picked that, because it's kind of... Yeah, we could just kind of, it'll be just be there, and then I just turn off my mic and go to sleep and you can talk for 10 minutes <laughs> perfect yeah so he did actually go to the cinema last weekend you go to the, you go to the cinema in an inordinate amount yes yeah we go well, several times a week probably yeah <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah. We just yeah, we I'm not saying it's weird or unusual but well, yeah. it's weird and a little unusual I mean you know how do you feel about this I think I've seen 74 movies that have come out this year in Ireland so I haven't seen that many by, by my count yeah <laughs> Okay. You're slacking. I actually am slacking. <laughs> I saw 112 last year. So, uh, Ross, you will go far. <laughs> Thank you. You will. No, I, I know you're you're chosen sort of your 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 taught or whatever it's going to mm. be to be a movie critic. And yes, yes so you are certainly going mm-hmm. in the right way. Yeah. Um, Thank you. And I know I said it before. I just your your knowledge is <laughs> is, is frighteningly, uh, just frightening. Well, <laughs> 74 is only the amount that have come out this year. I think like. Overall, I've seen 260-something movies in total this year. So. Oh, I wish I had that much time. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I cared about something that much. Yeah, well, movies, yeah. that's, you know, movies are my, my passion, my kind of obsession. Mm-hmm. And, I, um, and I think that's a big part of why our podcast works. Yeah, you're really into, into movies. And me, me too, for different reasons. I think I, I'm just, I love finding out how they're made I'm one of the only people I think that will actually watch all of the like DVD extras and stuff on like and the, the documentaries and how stuff are made everybody else will have left the room and I'll just sit there for another hour I've only done that for two movies I do it for nearly I every I've movie I see one. what are your two? Uh, Aliens lovely nice yeah, well, it was my absolute favourite movie forever oh, it's a good pick it's brilliant yeah. um, and it became even better actually when we went to college Yeah. Um, yeah. because I had my eyes open to everything else that was going on in the industrial complex and all that kind of stuff that I never really gave much of yeah. gave much of a thought to um, and the other one is Isle of Dogs yes right very good movie. which I just have solidly fallen in love with mm. I love a bit of stop motion yeah um, but just the soundtrack in it um, the sound effects yeah. it just it's like Oh, this word. Yeah, I remember first time saying that, and that was like opening credits to the drumbeat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, yeah, name, name, yeah. name, 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 name. Yeah. I'd seen that, you know, because like I saw that in the cinema when I came out, and just be like, not knowing where to look. <laughs> you know, I've just done a fantastic facial expression, which is great for radio. Great for radio. Yeah, I'm sure your but, uh, tan as well is great oh, yeah. for radio. Thank you. Yeah, I had a tan on the but, way uh, up. Yeah, hundred percent genuine tan. Yeah, but it is. um. <laughs> Yeah, I think the only movie I've like watched all the behind-the-scenes features for, and it's a bit more of a random one than, because I think your two are quite technical. My one is Shaun of the Dead. Oh, yeah, I enjoyed that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the movie. It's not, I think I just like watching Edgar Wright hanging out with his cast. Right. Yeah. You know, I think, because he's a nice guy and I, you know, he seems to get on well with everyone. So I was like, yeah, I just want to watch all these people hang out. And also, I think I was watching it with Kelly, who was like, let's watch the DVD extras. So and into it, yeah. I usually I leave the room, but with this one, I was like, no, I want to, I want to see how, how Shaun of the Dead made. We did that for Spaced as well, actually. Yes, the making of Spaced, speaking of Edgar Wright. Um, I don't know if you've ever watched Spaced, the TV series that he did. Best show ever made. Oh, it's great. It's so good. You'd be better at setting it up, I think, than, um, than it's I would. It's a Channel 4 sitcom. Uh Written and starring, written by and starring uh, Simon Pegg and Jessica Stevenson. 
And um, or Jessica Hines, I think she is. Jessica now. Hines, yeah. Jessica no, Hines yeah. now, and all directed by Edgar Wright. Kind of a cult hit in the late nineties on Channel Four, mm-hmm. which is kind of, you know, always been a always been a favorite for a lot of people. I think it immediately became a cult classic, and it's still holds up. By I watch the whole thing like once a year, and I am um, yeah absolutely love it. It's basically a comedy series where those two they're playing the main characters, and they both get kicked out, and they need to pay rent, so they decide to date. Because the place that they find is only taking couples, oh. so that's the setup, and okay. chaos kind of ensues from there. And the landlady is incredible, and then their yeah. neighbor is also great as well. So there's a lot of mix of characters as well. It's also um, Nick Frost is in that as well. I know that he's always kind of with Simon Pegg. That yeah. was his first acting role. Yeah, he that's was where he got started. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Could have been saved a lot, lot of pain if that had been cancelled. Yeah, Man, that's true. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But um, yeah, it's a it's it's a great show. It's a big precursor to the kind of Cornetto trilogy. Yeah, as they've become known, it's that same kind of like, you know, fast humor, movie references, and you know, it's 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 really really good. So if you're a fan of those movies, I could not recommend that yeah. show enough. You should yeah. check it out for sure. No. Okay. Uh, okay. So what did you see in the cinema this week? <laughs> well, do you want to set up a uh, bullet train? Sure. So, On platform three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We saw Bullet Train, which was... Um, <laughs> we need to hurry up. We've got a train to catch. Oh. Oh anyway, boy. great. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> so anyway, we saw Bullet Train. I'm all... I can't. <laughs> Bullet Train, which is the... I don't know who, who directed this. Do you know? Uh, David Leach, co-director of the first John Wick, director of Atomic Blonde and director of Deadpool 2. Also yeah. a stunt man, I believe, oh. before he got into directing. There you go, fun Kind fact. of tell some of his yeah. movies. <laughs> so this is basically a sort of a Guy Ritchie-esque kind of film, I suppose. Very heavily inspired by Guy Ritchie, um, even if he wouldn't say it, it is. And Brad Pitt is basically playing this uh, assassin who is... Uh, covering for another one, he has a job where he has to find a briefcase that is stowed away on a bullet train going um, in, in Japan, going to Kyoto. And it's just a simple job. Get the briefcase full of money and get off. But the train is filled with assassins that all want the briefcase as well. And it basically just jumps between all the different assassin stories and chaos ensues. You've heard of snakes on a plane. Oh, this no. is crooks on a train. Oh, oh yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's fine, I think. Yeah. You know, you comparing it to Guy Ritchie, I think, is very apt. It's kind of Guy Ritchie light. Yeah, basically. Um, you know, like, it's very... It is good, I would say. It's it's definitely a movie that, you know, if you can see it on a big screen, it would probably benefit from that. Yeah, absolutely. Because, like, it's very fun, colourful, cartoonish, has all these big larger-than-life characters and funny little stylistic flourishes. I think it kind of shields itself in the foot a little bit yeah. in the home stretch because it tries to explain everything and make you care about everything. And I generally find that the more something tries to, the more something like this tries to make you care about everything, the more I generally don't. But up to up until then, I think it's, uh, I think it's pretty fun. Yeah, and the film that Aaron Taylor Johnson and who's the other guy? Uh, Brian Tyree Henry. Brian Tyree Henry. The film that they're in is great. So they're yeah. basically playing twins, and. They're uh, they're assassins as well, 
And there's a lot of Thomas the Tank Engine references with them that really works. That comes back in a really funny way. The film that they're in is great. I think and they are in a Guy Ritchie film because they're like, are they? yeah. No, oh, no, I this. think, yeah, in this. They're oh, acting like as if they're in a Guy Ritchie. Yeah, no, 100%. Because <laughs> they're like, you know, a pair of geezers going yeah. around, taking names and busting heads. And yeah. When they're on screen, I, I think this is a this is a blast. This is a hoot. Yes. When they're not, you know, it's still pretty good, but when they are, it's it's a lot better for it, I would say. Yeah, it's quite enjoyable. There is some of like some of the actors that are in it are big names, they're kind of wasted. That was that was kind of one of the things that, that annoyed me. And then uh, Joey King is also in it and she's American and her accent she's doing this like weird posh English accent and it irritated me for the entire film and I don't know whether it's because I know that she's American but it really just threw me off and I was kind of looking at her going God your performance is really great but if that accent was coming out of someone else's mouth it would work so much better yeah. okay. which was annoying because so I liked if, it if we had a rating we must come up with a rating system um, yeah we go out of 10 Onions. Yeah, so we normally do. Yeah, that's that's on our, our on our podcast. Sorry, yeah, thank you. Stealing our, <laughs> no, our okay, format. I'm going to say no. Let's uh, let's give it a, a number of onions out of five. Okay, we'll go okay. with onions. The glass yeah. onions. Um, right, I'll go with three onions out of five. I would also go with three onions out of five. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? Where else did you? Who else did you go see? Well, set up the uh, next one. Yeah. So the next movie we're going to talk about is Three Thousand Years of Longing. I believe you guys talked about this last week on the show. Oh, yeah. I mentioned this uh, last week. This was uh, George Miller's new film. This is starring Tilda Swinton and... Um, oh, it just Elba. Yeah, went blank there. Got it back. Beast. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, haven't seen that yet, actually. Yeah. But I that, haven't seen it yet either. Yeah. Also, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, if we went around it, was 2022 <laughs> filmography. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. What a oh, range. Oh, my God. The range in that man. Anyway, the, this the is... The range. Yeah, the range. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is George Miller's uh, first film since Mad Max Fury Road. I actually didn't know this. He also directed Happy Feet. Yes, he did. I didn't know and that. Babe Pig in the and City. Ba- <laughs> Though not the original Babe. There's a fun fact. All you babe heads yeah. out there. Okay, bacon too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that yeah, the director of uh, Bacon Two did this, and um, we have very differing opinions. So I'm going to yeah. let you go first. I think it's interesting because you know one one thing that we're kind of conscious of on the podcast is we talk about a lot of movies, but mainly movies we agree on actually. Yeah. And this is probably. The most we've been polarised on a film in a very long time, so... Yeah, but also what's funny is we have a very different taste yeah. in, in movies. We want different things out of movies. Yeah, for sure. I think I absolutely loved this. I think this is one of the best movies of the year so far, pretty easily. Okay. Um, High praise. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, this is probably my top five of the year at the minute. Wow. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, I I really love it. Because it's basically the story of a woman who finds a bottle and a, a gin comes out and offers her three wishes. And the two of them, the whole movie is the two of them kind of exchanging stories and the whole thing is about, you know, stories as a way of expressing how we mean, how we feel, teaching each other lessons, kind of getting to know each other without getting to know each other and also the preservation of, like, myth and folklore. This is huge, creative full of some of the most kind of intricate and eye-watering visuals of the year. It's not as wild and crazy as the trailer suggests, but it's a lot yeah. more kind of 
you know, quite introspective moving while also still being wild and crazy. Um, yeah, I I thought this was great. I think the fact that George Miller is, what, in his 70s now? Is he? Yeah, and still putting out movies with this kind of level of energy, this clarity of vision, and this much pure enjoyment, I think Tilda Swinton is excellent as always. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's one of my favourite actors. And Idris Elba, best he's been in a very, very long time, I would say. But, um, I yeah, I think this is one of the best things you can see in a cinema right now. Yeah, I wasn't so hot on it. Um, Why? To be honest, I don't know. It's just not my kind of film. And I didn't know. I enjoy, I really enjoyed it up until a point I, when I was on last week and I was talking about it with you, Dara, and I was very excited because the trailer just made it look wacky. And all I needed to know about it was Tilda Swinton is in it and Idris Elba is playing it. A gin. I said genie. It's a gin. So I didn't want to myself. pick up on that now, to be honest. Uh, I know you said Jane a second ago, Ross. I was mm-hmm. going to go sure you got it as a GD, but then I kind of kept my mouth shut, which yeah. is great. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's Jin. Yeah. yeah, in in this he's a he's a Jin. Okay. Yeah. Um, which slow Jin, Luke Bombev, a pink Jin. Pink Jin. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But they they're kind of similar creatures in folklore, I think. <laughs> Genie and Jin, <laughs> yeah, not yeah, not, yeah. The, not the alcohol. Genie and Jin. Um, yeah. <laughs> Genie and Jin, the new podcast. But yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't as. Um, I wasn't as as hot on this. I I enjoyed it up to a point. Like Ross was saying, uh, the performances are are really great in it. I I think you know both of them are fantastic. The two main performances. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say specifically the point because of the fact that it literally just came out uh, last week, and. I don't want to give any spoilers, but there was a point in the film that I kind of went, huh? Like, it it just completely changed for me because I was really enjoying it up until a point in the storytelling and everything like that, and it's it's filmed really well, and it's composed really well, and the performances are great, and then it just hit a point where, for me, I just completely went, oh, no, I'm not really enjoying this anymore. It's funny you should say, because I think if we're thinking of the same thing, that's the point that I really fell in love with the film. (laughs) I was like... Oh, you people. Yeah. (laughs) Right, come on, give me onions. Right. Onions? Um, how many onions are you going? Oh, this is this is a tough one. Nearly full onions for me. Oh, this is Probably gonna be, four and a half onions. Oh, I'm gonna go three and a half. Okay. Yeah, seven I'll onions out of a possible ten. Yeah. Okay, Kelly, since you're winning, um, <laughs> next song. Next song. This is Hazel Roll. So carry on. Tell me, where and why? Um, where was Fresh? The f- new film by Mimi Cave that came out earlier in the year in March. This was in the trailer and also the end credit song, and it has been in my head ever since. So that's oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, that's acceptable. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> mm, yeah. So, um, yeah, we we're up against time here. Do you want to do maybe two, three minutes left? Mm. Um, let's come back to Disney Day D twenty three. Down with the folk next week. Yeah. Okay. But a Mandalorian on Grafton Street. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I got a text um <laughs> from my friend yesterday and he was in town on Saturday night and there was uh, a guy dressed in full Mandalorian armor. Um with with the child in like a, a, a sort of like a satchel across his chest, literally like Dingerin was walking down Grafton Street. But the the best part about this was 
this is about eight in the evening, right? But also, his friend that he's with isn't dressed up at all. And that's my favourite part. He's with this guy and they're just chatting casually and his friend is just wearing a hoodie and jeans. I'll be the, mortified. The, yeah. only, the only explanation that I can kind of come up with for this is that they were on their way to some sort of, like, watch party of... Uh, D- the D23 Expo for the Mandalorian panel and stuff like that. That's the only uh, thing that I can think of because I'm pretty sure that was Saturday night. Or the Fair City writers are getting very <laughs> creative. Oh, I don't need to have it in them. Well, you know, you never know. Never I say never. Think, I don't think they'd even have it in it to make it to make a mistake sure. like that. He'd be a he'd be a big guest star, a big get. Yeah, I mean that's I true. Just imagine walking so. into McCoy's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't believe they got the Mandalorian yeah, for yeah. the budget. Yeah, oh. looking, looking for Bella. Yeah. I I'd make another joke. Well, no, nothing about Fair City. Are you? No. <laughs> you know, I really, uh, yeah. Yeah. You uh, haven't lived, Ross. You should I watch know. it. I mean, you watch all of this highbrow yeah. stuff. No. You need to get down. I know. I really need to, you know. Come down a peg. I mean, that's that should be our next episode, right? Fair City uh, uh, recap. Yeah, absolutely. What, yeah. 40 you know, years I mean, like of... It's, it's yeah, the first gay kiss in Ireland yeah. on TV. Yeah. Significant. It happened there. Yeah. Apparently. I there wasn't allowed to watch it. Oh, excuse oh. me. No, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds rather dramatic. It did, yeah. yeah. No, I believe. Good it. for radio. Good, yeah. um, really, yeah. really uh, work at the crowd, uh, work yeah. the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I like yeah. this. I'll treat, I'll treat you. You're a natural <laughs> showman. Yes. Uh, Thank you very much. Yeah, God, you're coming back, Ross. That's all. You've done all the right things tonight. Have you found it, Ross? Actually, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've, I've loved it. I really, really like this. Thank you for uh, having me on. Yeah, I um, think you've, you've a brave future. Thank you. Ahead of you. I, I was worried, you know, because obviously we do the podcast a lot. I was worried about being in front of a mic without the safety net of uh, editing. Yeah. Yes. Which, you know, <laughs> our podcasts, our episodes are, you know, quite heavily edited. There's a lot of stuff you don't hear, a lot of things you don't see from the cheap seats. But, oh. um, oh, yeah. It's oh, a lot of those ones tonight. Oh, oh, I love it. Myself high five. But, wow. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I've, I've really loved it. Thank you for having me on. I would, uh, I would no, absolutely come back if you'd have me. I know, definitely come back next week. And I think, we, we, as we were talking about earlier, we might just uh, kind of, we might just give you the show next week. Okay. Um, and let's just go wild. Um, yeah, sounds good. You know, why not? Yeah, yeah. Give it a go. There's no reason we shouldn't. Like the first city writers, throw caution to the wind. <laughs> yeah, get the Mandalorian. Bring the Mandalorian in. Yeah, why not have Boba Fett working at that? What's it? The greasy spoon, the greasy pig oh, is pig. not the something pig. The something <laughs> pig. You know, Boba Fett. You know, making cheese toasties at the grill. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we'll it. workshop it. We'll workshop it. Yeah, okay. We're not there yet, but well, it'll yeah. it'll get there. I, I don't suspect <laughs> we will be either. Yeah, uh, great. Just, and a first, right? So come on, just, you okay. get the last song of the night, Ross. I, listen, anyway. By the way, I've been Darmic because this has been done at do ability. I have been joined by uh, Ross and uh, no, sorry, actually Kellyanne and Ross. Um, <laughs> Thank you for the new name. Of, uh, what was that? Um So yeah, listen. Last song, very quickly. All right. Because we're going to uh, get chopped off. So, last song is another one of my all-time favourites by one of my all-time favourites. This is Darlin' by the Beach Boys. On Dublin's at the Femme.